Neil here with episode 5 of Short Stories for Stressed Grown-Ups. This week we'll be stepping outside the familiar surroundings of Earth and exploring the infinite cosmos. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to get a brand new story written just for you, read to you every week. Whether you listen to help you unwind after a hard day or to ease you into dreamland. Okay, just before we start, take a moment to get yourself comfortable. Good. Now, close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. In. And out. In and out. Now, let's begin. Today's story is called Drift. Simon could never have guessed that this was where he'd end up. The working class boy who didn't fit in the one who spent more time at school staring out of the window than talking to other people. And now he was staring out of the window again, marvelling at Mars as his ship sailed silently past. When he signed up to be fired out beyond the solar system on that cold day in January, he thought no more of it. He started the day as he always did, breakfast alone, two slices of toast with butter, one with a thin layer of jam, always strawberry, cut into triangles. The radio was playing something classical. He'd always loved classical music, but never opera. Words in most situations for him were overrated, though he'd become an expert at small talk when he needed to be. Once his selection was announced, he'd had to get used to press intrusion. What did he have for breakfast? Was there anything he'd miss? How did he feel about being the person chosen to make first contact? Of course, contact wasn't guaranteed, but the instructions received had been clear. The ship was designed to exact specifications and was moving in a trajectory all laid out by a coded radio message that had repeated for an hour and then stopped. Everyone else who'd been at the academy had been equally perfect for the task in pretty much every way, except one. In the event contact didn't happen, the chosen candidate would be alone in space forever and... For Simon, that was the most exciting thing. As he peered out, his face lit orange by Mars' glowing surface, he secretly hoped that contact wouldn't happen. He sat in his small grey kitchen. The lighting was designed to recreate certain times of day, 
He had it set to a cold morning in January. His effects library underpinned the Mozart he was listening to, with the sound of rain against the windows. As he finished his cup of tea, he took a deep breath and smiled to himself, contented. The next morning, woken by an alarm that consisted of the sounds of traffic just outside the window, he sat up, pushed away the covers, walked over to the window and looked out. The planets had disappeared from view. The sun, now just a slightly bigger star than those surrounding it. He put on some Mozart, clicked on the kettle and turned on the shower. He'd insisted on a kettle. They'd suggested lots of other brilliant new technology, but it had to be a kettle. And a toaster, a proper toaster. Yes, he knew he couldn't just pop out and buy a replacement should either fail. But for now, every morning, he'd eat the perfect toast and wash it down with the perfect cup of tea. There was enough tea and bread and butter and jam for exactly seven years. And it had only been a week. So nothing to worry about just yet. His only work task every day was to do a systems check. A screen would show him all vital functions, the ideal being that they were accompanied by a green circle. Amber would mean further checks required. Red? Well, red wouldn't be good. But for now, all circles were green. As long as he had air to breathe and food to eat, he was happy. He'd never been one for books. There were lots downloaded to his digital reader to help him pass the time. But there was something about the coldness of a digital screen that didn't do it for him. So he'd only ever been able to do one chapter before his eyes started to ache. As a luxury, he'd been able to bring one actual printed book. He'd found the old man in the sea in a charity shop He'd enjoyed fishing as a kid. The endless silence only occasionally interrupted by a reckless fish had led him to spend hours at lakeside or floating on small boats on calm seas. He loved the inscription too. To whoever might find this, hope it keeps you company on your travels as it did on mine. Eve. He read the inscription every day tracing the fine pen lines across the soft paper with his index finger. He wondered what she looked like and what she was doing today. He was saving the book itself for another day. Maybe his birthday. If he hadn't reached his destination by then. That night, after a simple dinner of scrambled eggs and broccoli, he lay on his bed staring across the room and through the giant window, looking at the stars and trying to make out which was the sun that had warmed his face back on earth. He closed his eyes and remembered how it felt. As he drifted off to sleep, he wasn't aware that at the same time his ship was drifting through a hole in space. 
devoid of all light, it just seemed to hang there, a rabbit hole into the unknown. And when he woke up, he was no longer on his bed, floating through space. He was in a room, on a bed, surrounded by curious faces, human faces. Am I dreaming? said Simon. A woman stepped forward from the group surrounding his bed. She slowly reached out a hand and put it on his shoulder. Her wide blue eyes gazed at him for a moment as if he was the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen. Welcome, she said. We've got so many questions, but they can wait. We'll let you sleep. The group left, leaving her standing by the bed next to him. She gently placed a hand on his face, cradling his cheek. I'm Eve, she said. He smiled, pressed his hand against the back of hers, and slowly lowered it. Comforted by an overwhelming sense of well-being, he closed his eyes, and, as she quietly watched over him, her hand still rested on his cheek. He fell into a deep 